This is part three from Feeling Fearful to Being Resilient of the five-part series, Reveal My Partner's Hidden Needs. To listen to all of the segments in this five-part series, please use the links provided in the notes below. This was originally aired as a Zoom session. So you can also use the links to access the original video. And I look forward to you joining me, Elisa Goodwin-Snell at thelastingloveacademy.com. Most of the time, what we do in relationships comes from a fear-based place. We don't want to suffer pain. We don't want to get hurt. We don't want to be abused. We're afraid of being deceived, manipulated. We're afraid of caring and having the person walk away. This is moving towards, we're afraid of losing power and control and someone else having power and control and influence over us in a way that hurts us. This is moving away from this fear-based model to a faith-based model that has faith in me has faith in myself, faith in my daughter, faith in my son, faith in my husband, faith in other people. And it's really hard to have faith. There's so much more evidence of our trauma and our attachment losses and our injuries and our failures. There's so much more evidence to support our fears than there is evidence to support. Well, no, there's lots of evidence to support faith, but it's really easy to believe in our fears. It's really easy to believe that we're going to keep experiencing our fears over and over and over again. But there is tons of evidence of people who love us and accept us and are there for us and listen to us. We've got to be more conditioned to see that and to have faith in ourselves, faith in each other, faith in the goodness of the opposite sex. Um, We want to move from a broken perspective where we're afraid of bad things happening to us. We're afraid we can't handle anything. We're afraid of making a mistake. And so with Tim and Tara, they were afraid. Tara was afraid of being controlled. She was afraid of being silenced. And she was afraid of not being heard and not being validated. Tim was afraid of dealing with things alone. He had always dealt with things alone. He didn't have a support system from his former spouse. If he didn't do it, it didn't get done and people didn't appreciate it. He was always a man alone. That's what he was afraid of. And similarly, we can feel broken in a lot of different ways. Something's wrong with me. I'm unlovable. No one will really accept me. And there's people who are like, I can't can't relate to that. It's there's not good people out there, you know, and, and the kind of person I'm looking for won't respond to me or is selfish or isn't willing to play their part. We need to move more into this position of seeing other people as being resilient and, and becoming educated enough to know we have so many options and people really will respond to healthy, secure behavior. We all long for attachment. We desperately long for attachment. And when someone does healthy and secure behaviors, it's really attractive and desirable. People will be drawn to us as we feel more resilient and empowered ourselves. We're moving away from criticism and a sense of entitlement to believing in and focusing on being effective with connection and acceptance. Isn't that what everybody wants? There's a reason why you tuned in today, because you want to feel connected. You want to have acceptance. You want to love and be loved. You want to believe it's possible. And you want to believe that there are secrets that will help you to unlock the kind of people who will love and accept you. You want to love and be loved. I adopted because I wanted to love another child. That's what I wanted. I wanted to love. And it didn't work out the way I wanted, the way I wanted as fast as I wanted, but that doesn't mean I was without power and control and influence. And I I held on to the belief that I could, we could, and we would, and we were meant to have the knowledge and the power and the skills we needed to succeed. Were there times when I felt so desperate and broken that I felt like I wanted to give up and then 
I wasn't going to be able to succeed. Absolutely. But the beauty of this is my husband carried me during those times. Why? Because of his love and acceptance of me, because of our connection, because of his empathy, we are better together when we're facing problems than we are alone. I struggle with perfectionism. I struggle with just, I'm just very perfectionistic. And so my thoughts can be more challenging to deal with. They're particularly more challenging to deal with when I'm alone. And everything that I have achieved professionally and otherwise has partially been achieved because of the freedom I feel, because I feel connected and accepted and loved. And you can experience that too. We have better mental health. We have, we are more financially stable, more emotionally stable. We have so many benefits from being married and having a secure attachment. And your partner cares about succeeding in a relationship too. When you're single, there are people out there who care like you care. There are people who want a relationship, who are looking for the qualities you have and that they value and appreciate those qualities. They're looking for someone like you. You exist in this big world. There are people, an abundance of good people who care and are willing to invest just like you are. The secret to creating a secure attachment is both parties need to be available, responsive, and emotionally engaged. Um, There's a lot of other things we're going to be learning, so stay tuned. Um, We move away from that feeling of being a victim and that feeling of anger to a, a place where we decide that love is a choice and lasting love is a skill. And because love is a choice and lasting love is a skill, because of that, we have when we move into taking more personal responsibility and we make a choice that we are choosing these skills, we're choosing to be effective, it has true power. Tim and Tara needed to put a whole lot more positives in. So here they are on the verge of breaking up. So one of the first things I do is I teach them this idea of the lasting love model and what we're working towards. Why are we working towards this? And I don't want to solve their problems right now. I, I really don't see the benefit of solving their problems. They might want to talk about who, who did this and she did that. And he said this, and they want to keep score. They want to have me weigh in on the rightness and wrongness of what the other person has done. There's all these things that are very natural that we do in relationships when we're in pain. And I don't want to do any of that. I'm asking them to put positives in. I'm asking them to focus on goals that will bring more fun. I'm asking them to focus on understanding each other's fears. So instead of going right or wrong on who did what and said what, I'm saying, well, what's the fear that was behind that behavior? What was the trigger? Where did that come from? Which builds empathy. So they um, need to focus on what's going right and the bigger picture. What's the bigger picture? And that's attachment and acceptance and succeeding in their relationship and lasting love. That's the bigger picture. They need to focus on handling their problems together rather than seeing the other person as the problem. Ask yourself this question. How often in a relationship that you struggle with and everybody who's listening to this has some relationship that they, they're at odds with or that they've had a broken relationship or they're frustrated or upset, Most of the time, when we are in that situation, we see the problem as the person. They're the problem. When I'm struggling with attraction with a partner, I don't feel like I'm feeling the chemistry, the attraction. I think a more attractive partner is the solution. Or I can look at how is my anxiety contributing to this? I can share my feelings. I can be more vulnerable. I can sacrifice. The more deeply I sacrifice, the more deeply I love. There's a lot of other solutions to the problem. My partner's not the problem. We can solve the problem together. 
All right. So other things that they need, they need a whole lot more empathy. The first thing I'm going to be doing is focusing on empathy building, because when I'm helping someone to understand their partner's fears, that's empathy building. When I'm helping them to see things differently, that's empathy building. Uh, The essentials for creating a secure attachment are these six things. There needs to be empathy. There needs to be self-control. There needs to be personal responsibility. Both parties have to choose to be, to increase their availability, to increase their responsiveness and to increase their emotional engagement with each other. There are those people who will not choose this. And I'm only here to provide options, to educate, to empower, to help people work through their solutions, but they ultimately have to decide for themselves if they're going to choose the skills. But what I find is that when I am sharing in a non-judgmental, non-pressuring way, concepts, more times than not, people come back more prepared to choose these behaviors. They see the value of it. People do care. And it's that judgment and that pressure and that fear of people not choosing what I want that often drives people away. But when we remove that, there's this natural desire for more growth, empathy, and people do want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. They want, that's part of the reason why they want to attach is because they want to be needed. They want to be a part of something meaningful. So when they see the meaning behind attachment, they see the meaning behind um, what, what helping somebody who has fears in a certain way, helping them to feel loved and accepted, when they see the meaning of that more times than not, their empathy grows. But there are those people who are personality disordered, who are so impaired in empathy, self-control, and personal responsibility, I'll never reach them. Um, And you won't either. So I'm 50 years old, and I've never been successful in my nearly 30 years of experience as a marriage and family therapist, and then dating and relationship strategist. I've never been successful in making anyone who is personality disordered have foundational empathy, self-control, and personal responsibility. They may exercise more self-control over time because it benefits them and their quality of life is affected or there's parole or probation officers or their wife is going to leave them or their kids, you know, won't have contact with them because they're upset with them. They might exercise more self-control because their environment requires it, but they're just foundationally very emotionally immature and this, this model doesn't work as well with them. The good news is they're in the minority, not the majority. Okay. They need to understand the male and female psychology. So I told you is reveal your partner's hidden needs. We're going to be talking about six foundational needs that we're revealing. um, And that's coming up, but they need to understand the male and female perspective. And that, that we'll be focusing on that. They need to understand the value of repair attempts. They need to recognize when their partner is offering a repair attempt touch, warmth, humor, um, saying, we'll figure this out. Um, I'm listening, turning towards the other person. There's all these repair attempts that I teach in the Lasting Love Academy that are key and essential ingredients. We can't cover all of those today, but again, you're going to learn how you can get more information, more connected to this at the end. Um, So stay tuned. They need to know how to do more self-healing and self-soothing because when their limbic system of the brain, this part of the brain is active, that fight or flight center of the brain, the frontal lobes of their brain, which process reasoning, impulse control, personality, and those feelings of attachment and bonding, all of those things that come from the higher order functioning is impaired when I'm upset and afraid. The limbic system of the brain is impairing that. And I've got to be personally responsible for self-soothing and knowing how to self-heal 
when I'm in distress so that this part of the brain, which is where I'm going to be doing more of my attachment behavior from, this part of the brain can be active. They've got to learn how to do that. They need to see that they can both mutually influence each other and create win-win solutions. Big part of the lasting love model is helping these two to see that they can actually solve their problems in a win-win way. What was the first thing I wanted them to do is have more fun. The very first thing they needed to focus on having more fun and putting more positives in. Once they're in a more positive place, they're more calm. They're able to empathize more. They're learning how to self-heal and do more repair attempts. Then we come back to solving problems together and they need to see that they can create win-win solutions that they can successfully, you know, navigate their conflict styles and use their conflict styles more effectively. And they need to be able to see how they can accept and forgive. This is a big part of the lasting love model is the skills that help people to achieve this. This is part three from feeling fearful to being resilient of the five-part series, Reveal My Partner's Hidden Needs. Use the links provided below in the notes for part four, Their Hidden Needs. This is Elisa Goodwin-Snell with the Lasting Love Academy. If you want to begin a personalized lasting love journey that fits your unique situation and needs, there are so many ways you can get involved. And I've crafted the Lasting Love Academy to fit every budget from $27 a month, only $27 a month to get access to part of my materials and content to full strategy sessions throughout a year of your lasting love journey. There's so many ways that we can help you at thelastingloveacademy.com. I look forward to you joining me at the Lasting Love Academy. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please share it with others who you know would benefit from it. Like, subscribe, go to lastingloveacademy.com, get on my email list so I can tell you as soon as the next podcast becomes available. These audios actually take a lot of time to create, edit, and upload. And so your support is deeply appreciated and it allows me to continue to provide this content to a wider population of people. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Elisa Goodwin-Snell with the Lasting Love Podcast podcast. 